Greetings, my friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. Welcome to episode 258 of the AFTN podcast. I am Knights Soccer League 2017 Division 3 leading goal scorer, Joe DC. <laughs> Beside me, a man who shares a birthday with Russell Tybert, Nicholas Ruprecht. <laughs> I did not know that fact. I will put that in for do you know who I am. <laughs> and c- calling from Surrey, he shares a birthday with Ryan Giggs, Gideon Hill. Mm. Oh, fantastic. That's a stat and a half. I love it. I was going to say I shared a birthday with David Bentley, but that's probably <laughs> best we didn't go there. Um, yeah. Who do you think has the best like birthday player equivalent? Uh, Gideon. You're saying Ryan yeah, Giggs. Oh yeah, by far. Yeah. You're saying Ryan Giggs <laughs> is better than Russell Tiber. <laughs> There's a question we should ask Robbo. Gentlemen, um, today's opening question. If you could pick an MLS player to be the next James Bond, who would it be? Gideon. Josie Altidore, because he seems to have his way with anybody. <laughs> okay, Josie Altidore, who we just saw um, limp off the field after five minutes before mm. TFC qualified for the Champions League. Mm. I don't know if James Bond's ever qualified for the CONCACAF <laughs> Champions League final. Um, Nick, who is your James Bond in the MLS? Uh, I would choose uh, Zlatan, because like James Bond, he knows how to make an entrance. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went for, okay, James Bond, smooth, right? Mm-hmm. Cold-blooded when he needs to be, but also... You know, a lover when he needs to be as well. <laughs> David Villa. David Villa is my James Bond. Because <laughs> you can't argue with, like, how, you know, how cool he looks. All the yeah. time. Alternatively, I'm a big fan of uh, the Johnny English films. So Liam Ridgewell would just be such a calamity that he would turn James Bond into a comedy franchise. Okay, very good. Well, we're going to uh, move on to the next part, just to start off the show. We're going to pr- um, look back on the Caps' calamitous last game against... RSL. We hoped it would it would have gone a little bit differently, but um, we're going to just do our regular recap by completing the sentences. So the way it works is I have three sentences and I'm going to ask everyone here to complete them for me just so we can get an idea of what we think of the game that went by. So this week's first sentence is, there should have been blank red cards in the RSL game. Nick? Uh, one. Okay. One red card? Okay. Gideon, there should have been how many red cards? One as well. Okay, I'm gonna go for one as well. I think it's the Kamara challenge. The the oh, no. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah that was <laughs> horrific. Okay, uh, sentence number two. Our best right winger is blank. Nicholas? Uh, Rick Shane? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Gideon, our best right winger is? Tachera. Tachera. Okay, I'm going to go our best right winger is Alfonso Davies. <laughs> okay. Um, is he our best left winger too? Then? Yes, he is. <laughs> He's also our best or left winger. And left back. And left back. And probably attacking midfielder. <laughs> um, uh, Gideon, my ideal cap summer signing is blank. Arfield. Scott Arfield. Mm-hmm. Nick? A new playmaker of some kind. Does this new play- playmaker have a name? No, just a nice playmaker, you know. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go Scott Arfield as, Arfield as well. Can you yeah. be a playmaker? You probably could. You could push <laughs> Felipe further up the field. But I don't think we need another midfielder. But that is not what we're here to discuss. Now we're going to move into part two. Here at the preview pod, we look ahead. LAFC, Friday night at home. First of all, Friday night games. Are you a fan, Gideon? No, because what do I do with my Saturdays? <laughs> Watch all the other MLS games on Disney. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't mind them. It's, it's hard for some people to get to the games on a, on a work night, but I think it's, you know, it's a good idea. kind of gives a little bit of excitement to the end of the work week, and I, I'm pretty big fan of them, honestly. Nick, Friday games? Uh, I'd rather be partying. Okay. <laughs> as, as you do. As you do. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm, I kind of, I'm a big fan of the of a weeknight game, really. Because at the end of the workday, like Gideon was saying, you have something to look forward to. I do notice that the atmosphere isn't always great. I remember going to those um, CONCACAF Champions League group stage games. But those are usually on a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Friday that's games, I'm not sure if I've actually been... Friday games are more full, I feel. Yeah. They're weird. They're yeah. so weird. Yeah. Hopefully it's not weird for the players. Like, I know sometimes if there's an early kickoff, they get, you know, weirded out by that, but... It, there'll be a sense of occasion, I think. It's not often that you have a Friday game, right, Gideon? Mm-hmm. No, it's it's. I think we have three this year, though. Oh, okay. One or two last year. So in in the Premier League, used to that. in the Premier League, the Friday games didn't even didn't really take off. They tra- Sky tried it, I think, a few times. And yeah, they hmm. yeah, a few years ago, it didn't really pan out. Yeah, and they they had in the in the like agreement in the, with the clubs that they could schedule Friday night games, but for viewing figure reasons. They didn't schedule any Friday night games. Like, there's very few Friday games hmm. this, this season. I think there's a few coming up, actually. But, uh, like, it's, it hasn't really taken off at all. Well, moving on, let's look at the opposition. So, um, we actually have a question from uh, Chris Cargan. He said, LAFC is like a fireworks display that fails to go off as planned. His question is, are they good? He says, I think they might be bad. But let's let the Caps believe they're good because that will mean that we play at their level. So, yeah, Chris has a, has a view on how the Caps should approach that. We'll, we'll discuss that a little bit later. But to his original question, Gideon, are they any good? Yeah, I think they are. I think, for me, this is our toughest home test of the season because, you know, Montreal, they're missing a few key bodies. L.A. was missing a plethora of bodies and we obviously didn't win that game. But I think, you know, matchup standards, this is probably our best or our toughest home game of the year. LAFC is a legit team. They built their team around Bella and Simon beautifully, and I think they made the right signings. They haven't spent a whole lot. They've made signings that, you know, maybe are under the radar, and people don't realize how smart they are and how good of a manager Bob Bradley is and how he's used these players to the right uh, amount this season. Do you think it's our toughest game so far or our toughest game at all? 
toughest game at home because I think the Atlanta game or Houston game was our toughest game away. So but, I think this is our toughest home test yet. But like our toughest one, oh, to, the, to this point. point. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, Nick, yeah, what do you think? Point, yeah. are, are they any good? I think, I don't necessarily think they're good, but I do think they're a fun team in the okay. sense that, you know, they go out and they attack like crazy, um, you know, and they, and they play a pretty attractive style as well, I think. But their defending can't be attractive to uh, their no. fans. They've conceded <laughs> nine goals in the last two games. Well, that's what I mean. It's yeah. a shootout, yeah. right? They're going for the shootout. And I think that, that they've accepted that so far, anyway, this season. Um, the the whole, like, um, El Trafico's Latin versus LA thing has been... It's been talked to death, really. But, like, uh, LAFC's last game was, was against, against Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. And they got absolutely Rest destroyed. Yeah. But... To be fair, it was 2-0 at the 86th minute mark. Mm-hmm. And then they gave away a penalty and then a couple yeah. of other um, like soft goals. In, in general, of their team, their squad building, what do you think? They, like, Bob Bradley has had a big part and you know, he seems to pull all the strings for that team. What do you make of his squad building so far? Expansion team is not easy, right, Nick? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think I said something a little bit earlier They've built themselves like Atlanta up front in the attack, yes. but they've built themselves like Minnesota at the back. <laughs> so I really like that analogy. They yeah. they kind of don't. Their defense is kind of in shambles right now, and maybe it's to do with the fact that they have a lot of older defenders, perhaps yeah. who are not, um, you know, pacey enough, perhaps for the way the MLS is going. Like, I feel like, I, I mean, this is just a feeling and it has no data to back it up or anything, but I feel like the MLS is getting faster. Mm-hmm. And maybe you've, if you're an experienced, considering how LAFC play, you need to be, you know, a little bit careful about when you push up because it seems like that's when they're getting burned a lot. Gideon, how much of this, like, we, we just mentioned the amount of goals that they've conceded. How much of that falls on... Bob Bradley's shoulders? Honestly, you know, not a lot. They've had a better rotation to start the year with uh, Simon and Zimmerman in there, and uh, as well as Yakovich. So those two have been interchanging a little bit, and that has to do with it a little bit as Zimmerman and Yakovich play a bit different styles, but I don't think it falls at all on Bradley. You know, it's the team finding their feet. They've had lots of rotation to start the year, as mm-hmm. I mentioned, throughout the back line and in midfield. So I think, you know, it's not on his shoulders, it's on the team's shoulders. They're still finding their way a little bit, as you mentioned, you know, attacking defensively wise. and I think they're going to be good, a good team come the rest of the year, but again, it's just about finding their feet, and I think they're doing a fantastic job of it so far. I, I don't know if you guys got this sense, but during the offseason, you know, I was casually following like how, how they would be building. You know, They mm. marketed their team really well, so it was attractive to kind of follow. But they seemed to add their players really slowly, like even into the preseason. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like they had an A team, like, let alone a, a, you know, a deep squad. Um, in the last game against Atlanta, they started the number one draft pick, pick uh, Moutinho, and he, he got sent off. He got constantly roasted by Julian Gressel, which means mm-hmm. that we're probably going to see Jordan Harvey start in yeah. Vancouver. Yeah. yeah. Thoughts on that, Nick? Uh, I think, you know, he was an excellent presence, and I actually think he probably should be starting for LAFC. In, um, in front of Moutinho? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Moutinho's good, and yeah, he's the number one draft pick, but... So was Omar Salgado. So was yeah, exactly. Like you, you the the drafts can be it's a gamble. Yeah. You don't necessarily know exactly what you're getting. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I hope it pans out for Moutinho because he seemed to be, maybe he needs to be moved because I know he can also play in center mid, I think, right? Maybe yeah, he needs yeah. to move, be moved mid. there. Yeah. Um, but I think it would be great to have Harvey, you know, give him a little bit of a roasting. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you see Harvey dropping in there, Gideon? Yeah, I mean, I think the soccer gods have been nice to us the past couple of weeks. We have Zlatan coming on and scoring a beautiful goal. And, you know, Harvey is probably going to be plopped in there for Moutinho got a red card. And, you know, it's nice to see him. Hopefully, I, I don't see anyone else sliding in there. But I think he deserves a start. I honestly think he's started a game this year out of Moutinho yet. So that'll be fun to see. And I think there's a special pregame ceremony for him too. So okay. look forward to that. They'll be there on Friday. Oh, that'll be very nice. Um, Did you guys yeah. catch any of the VAR incidents that happened in... in the uh, Atlanta LAFC game, the one where they rescinded the red card. That that was yeah. that was one of them. Um, yeah. And also there was some VAR for the penalty as well. Just in general, it's a well discussed topic. But your your quick thoughts on the whole VAR integration process. We'll start with Gideon. I think for a league like MLS to start, you know, with all the referee incidents in the years past and, and you know currently going on, I think it's a good. It hasn't had the best reviews so far, but I think you just need to give it some time. It's more, it's a good league to have feel-out process in because there's been so many questions about the referees, and I think now it's time to back it up and give have the referees back with so the VAR. But I mean, it's it's not a bad idea to start it now, and I think it's good timing for this league. But like I said, it hasn't panned out yet with yeah. the fan reception, but it will work out eventually. Nick, it's going to be in the World Cup. Yeah, and I think isn't aren't a number of MLS refs going to the World Cup for VAR? More I than thought? more than English refs. More, yeah, there's no, exactly. there's no English refs. Because there's here. yeah, exactly. So I think I don't see. I mean, obviously, with any new technology that you bring in, there's going to be problems, and especially technology that has a human component to it, you're definitely going to have problems. But I think overall, I think it's been. Good. Obviously, there's always going to be decisions and there's always going to be disagreements over those decisions, how one team sees it and how another team sees it. You know, so I think it's good for the league that we are doing this. Like Gideon said, there's always been a lot of questions about the refereeing in uh, this league. And hopefully that helps them and doesn't cause more questions to be asked. I, I have to say, I was a big fan of VAR when it came in. Like and I was really interested watching it, especially in Serie A. It's been really, it's been fascinating to track it as it as it's gone on. And in the last few weeks, I've gone to the other side. I've it's not being implemented properly. Especially a big thing. Everyone says this, but I have said to the fans have no idea what's going on, right? If it would work, it works in rugby because the refs are mic'd up, right? Like you can hear exactly what the refs are saying, and you know exactly what their thought process is. But I just think something needs to be changed before it moves. It, it kind of gets established the way it is. And um, I just really hope it's the communication thing, because sometimes you're so lost. And so much weighs on these VAR decisions, too. But it's it's been an interesting process. I'm glad the MLS has been like in the forefront, in the forefront of this. Um, yeah. And, you know, some decisions get reversed. I thought it was funny to see... It was the first time I saw a red card brought back. Mm-hmm. Like, the in the second minute, I think it was McCann, a proud Irishman, a straight red card, and then he got... Proudly back. Irish straight yeah. red card. <laughs> it, it was a it was a bad it was a really bad tackle. Um, okay, well let's just talk about LAFC just a little bit more. We mentioned their attacking prowess. Um, Carlos Vela, yeah. um, Diego I, Diego Rossi, yeah. Urena Latif Blessing was a really good player for Kansas last year. Mm-hmm. Um, bi- biggest threat, Gideon. Uh, 
I, I have down Rossi and Bella because they're probably one of the most one-two dangerous attacking group to start the season in MLS. And I think with that South American flair for Rossi and that you know Mexican prowess on the on the right wing, I think they're probably yeah. pretty dangerous. But I think the main start right now is Rossi because defenders don't really know what he's like yet. Hmm. I think Vela, what is it, three goals, two assists. Hmm. And I think I really like their style of play in the sense that they give their wingers, the striker is making some, you know, he's opening up space for their wingers to mm-hmm. do a lot of the work. And that's entertaining and fun to watch. And it's great to see uh, Rossi and, and Bella, you know, being able to combine so well, so early on too. So I hope it, I hope it continues, but not against the Whitecaps. Yeah. They have a Canadian in central midfield. Oh yes, that is Mark, true. Mark Anthony. That was K? a very K, yeah. K, yeah. very good under the radar pickup mm. because he came from the Nazi of USL. Yeah, yeah he USL. came from the USSL. USL. <laughs> USSR. USSR. <laughs> Back in the US. Yeah, he he looks. He's been looking really good. I've kind of kept an eye on him because of the whole um, yeah. Canadian connection and Phil Harbour beside him. You know, that's not a bad team on paper. And their centre-backs, like, they, they haven't been defending well. But Simon and Zimmerman, or, um, uh, was it Kovar you said Gideon plays in there Yakovic. as well? Yeah. Yakovic, sorry. Um, he, like, they're good defenders on paper. But Bob, Bob Bradley doesn't have the best reputation for setting up a defensive team. Mm. Ask any Swansea fan. <laughs> they'll, they'll tell you, like, how bad they were at defending. I think they won a game 5-4. In mm. his in his like that's his two one months. win yeah that was his <laughs> one good result, um, but hey if he can get Wilfred Bonny scoring then <laughs> I'm not even sure if Wilfred Bonny was there in in Swansea at the time yeah but then I mean I guess that's their game plan you know is just go all out shoot out just yeah. see if goals happen so in that sense it'll be an interesting game because yeah. um, it'll be this attacking force and Whitecaps like to play tight so yeah. but playing playing that way. Where do you think they'll end up, Nick, in the standings? I think because of that and because of the defense, I think they're just going to finish just outside of the playoffs. Just outside of the playoffs. But I could see them squeaking in. Yeah. If they fix the back lane. Yeah. Knows? Gideon, yeah. Where, where are they going to finish in the standings? Yeah. Same for me. Just just below the playoff line. I think I just had them just over the playoff lane. I was basing it off of um, how bad the West was last season. It looks mm. different right now, but... Um, <laughs> Like I think they could make it if they if they, they figure it out. If they can figure some defensive structure out, yeah. I think they'll be fine. Okay, if you we we talked about their danger men, but the one person to watch out for, who do you think, Nick? Oh, Vela. Vela, like, totally. Gideon. Rossi. Rossi. Okay, <laughs> I've always been scared of um, Latif Blessing. He's <laughs> he's just he's a really good player. Like not quite like Albert Elise levels Style. of pace and power, yeah. but like not far off in my own mind. Maybe I just haven't watched him. Or I've watched him just at the right time. Well, good. That was our um, quick preview of um, LAFC. Now it's time for my favorite part of the show and Nick and Gideon's least favorite part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for Do You Know Who I Am? Okay, gentlemen, this week's Do You Know Who I Am? Yet again, a beauty. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the season standings are, can someone remind me, 3-2? Uh, or 3-2 and 1 for you. Oh, 1 for me, yeah, yes. Think, yes. Yeah. Last week it was um, oh, Marco, Marco Donadell. Marco Donadell, yeah. yes. And someone got 
Kobayashi, but they didn't get Donatel. Like, that says a lot about our, our levels. Okay, seven clues this time. I don't think, I think, if I had to guess, around clue four will be where you, okay. where you get it. But that's just my estimation. Okay, I was born on December 6th, 1979. I'm withholding the location of his birth for now. Okay. My first pro team was Millwall. No takers? Okay. Since leaving the MLS in 2016, I've played in China, Australia, and England in that order. Uh, (laughs) Nick has problems with remembering this. Oh my god. Stop. Yes. Is it Tim Cahill? It is Tim Cahill! Oh! Get in there! Oh. I was hoping for one more clue. Um, okay, I'll read out the rest of the clues for anyone who, uh, who would, would want to hear that. I scored a wonder goal in the 2014 World Cup, even though my team went out in the group stage. Uh, I have 226 appearances for Everton and 62 for New- the New York Red Bulls. Uh, clue number six, I have 105 caps for Australia in, and I went to three World Cups. And number seven, my signature celebration is boxing the corner flag. I, flag, I am Tim Cahill. Congratulations, Nick. <laughs> It's now what three three and three, one three what? Okay, yeah. very good. Get in your thoughts on that competition. Oh, hat trick! Oh no, no, sorry. I, I, you I got last one. You got last week. That was an own goal, though. I think. Yeah. By you guys, come on. Well, that was really fun. Um, that was this week's. Uh, Do you know who I am? We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Carl Robinson. Uh, you're listening to the AFTN podcast. Okay, welcome back to the AFTN podcast. Now, part three. I think the part that everyone cares about the, mo- the most, it's uh, we're previewing the Whitecaps side of things. So, um, just back after a two-game road trip, it doesn't seem like there's been a lot of home games this season. Mm. It's been like, is that is our third or fourth home game now? Third, yeah, third home third, game. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems like we've been playing away so much. Hey, that's okay. We're good on the. We're road. good on the road. <laughs> However, Christina asks, "Why are the caps so boring?" Well, I my response to that is they're not boring. It's only to the untrained eye <laughs> do they seem boring. Read, read, inverting the pyramid by Michael Cox, and then you'll see how beautiful it is. Uh, Gideon, do you have any answer to the to that uh, question? <laughs> no comment. I don't think they're that boring. I don't. Honest. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think they're boring. I mean, like I said, it's really. Do you do you understand? Like, yeah, okay. They have a style, and it's not an attractive style. Yeah, you know that it's but gonna this, that MLS dot com is gonna be yeah. like want to write a lot of articles about <laughs> any <That's>, articles. <laughs> yeah, any articles yeah. about. Um, well, like they're gonna be at home. It's gonna be a little bit different, right? Um, but yeah, 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 just a couple of more general I, questions before. Uh, sorry, Gideon, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think honestly, it's just a pay, based on people's opinions and how they they feel like we're gonna play. If they're gonna be scoring fifty goals a game, then yeah, you know they're gonna. Be yeah, that's true. Exciting. But if it's just gonna be one or two goal games, then yeah, I can see where she's coming from for sure. Yeah. Um, just a couple of general questions before we get down into the the nitty gritty stuff that we have planned to talk about. Who needs to step it up? Like, let's talk individuals. Mm. Which players do you think haven't been giving enough? Well, 
and maybe this is unpopular and unfair perhaps, but Nerwinski. Mm. I, th- I don't think he's had the offensive production that he had since last year. I mean, he's been good. He's been very good. Defensively. Defensively, good. yeah. But, I, and it, but his offensive game hasn't been at the same standard as it was last year. And I'd like to see that component come back in a little bit. Absolutely. Gideon, any individuals you want to see step up? I think Mesquita, you know, if he's going to start and, and yeah. replace Rainer, who we'll get to in a bit, I think he needs to step it up. You know, he, he's been playing out of position a couple of times. I think he played right mid at some point and left mid. If he's starting a game and he's an ex- explosive player, he needs to, you know, get a goal or an assist. And, you know, I think once in the past, if he scored a goal or got an assist, he's been playing really confident, and that's what we need from him right now. For me, it is Mesquita. Like, that was a bad game yeah. by him against RSL. Reyna, too, I don't think... Yeah, that's, should, another, um, that's like, another one. Where yeah. is the guy who we leaned on for the whole second half of the season? Like, there's not even a trace of that player left, right? Is mm-hmm. it the other midfielders coming in to that have kind of muscled him out of the way? He was our only attacking midfielder. Like, yeah, yeah. But we now we have Felipe um, but then, with the solid base, Suarez behind him. Uh, another thing to ask as well is maybe the stuff during the offseason. That can't have helped at all. I mean, yeah. that obviously couldn't have helped. Yeah. I mean, it's not a good, fun situation. For sure. Okay. Um, flip the question around. Who is overperforming? Shea. Breck Shea? Yeah. That's a very... That's very. I think Davies is overperforming, but that's not, I'm not... I don't mean that in the way that he won't perform at that level consistently in his future. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. for his age, like for the season he had last season, right now he is, you know, going full throttle. Gideon, overperforming. Who you got? Yeah, good point, Joe. Uh, I was going to... I said I've written down Shea and Aha. Yeah. Aha is a very good shout, too, actually. Mm. Yeah. Um, let's do our weekly reshuffling of the center back pecking order. Then <laughs> I think it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed since last week, right? It's still Waston and Aha. I, I think yeah. so. Yeah. And for this game, you want Waston and Aha back there? I think Aha yes. has better control of the ball. Yeah. Okay. And like I said, I would, especially in a home game, if you can have, if you can, we can pass. If we can actually pass it out instead of just booting it up the field. Although we do have Kamara there. Yeah. It would be nice to have a different option because I feel like in the last two games we've been very cross heavy. Yeah, and against opposition that we should not really be cross Doing heavy that. against. Yeah, exactly. Um, Gideon, do you think the Caps can play like this? And by like this, it's what we discussed. You know, the like long ball, very direct counter attack. Can we play like this all the way to the postseason, or do you see there being kind of an evolution if if circumstances change? No, I think it's just going to have to be an evolution, you know, play it game by game. You can't have the same style all year because teams are going to start picking up on it, and that's what we've seen in the past. You know, we've had a good first four or five months of the season, and teams pick up in our, our tendencies and pick us apart, and, and, you know, we've had terrible last two months of the year. I think we've started out, built up well enough to be progressive and, and good throughout the season while changing up our style at the same time. You know, we switched formations already this year a couple of times, so I see that happening, I think we're going to have to change up Based on who we're playing, we're going to have to change up our formation and our style just a little bit to, to kind of keep it fresh. Where do, what do you see that evolving towards? More possession? Like, I know people think this is super direct, but we can be more direct. Like, believe me, there are ways to become even more direct. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but which, yeah. which way do you see it swinging? I want to say possession, but how, you know, how good of a team have we been in possession in the past that's worked out in the score goals and stop? goals from coming in like I don't remember yeah. a team where we've been successful in possession so I think it's going to have to be soaking up the prep and then 
counterattacking, getting chances when we can on the break, because that's what a team we've honestly built for as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick, it's a home game. Yeah. What changes do you see stylistically from the Caps? Well, like I was harping on the crosses bit earlier, I'd like to see a plan B mm-hmm. uh, in attack. So like instead something. of uh, overlap and cross or to cross from deep, like something like dry, get the wingers to go, cut inside. Okay. You know, come, come, try to combine with whoever's in the middle. Try something different because I feel that, you know, like Gideon said, teams are going to pick up on your style. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm pretty sure in Columbus we sent in 30 crosses. Well, <laughs> what's the point of that when they know what we're going to do, they're set up for that, they're ready for that. And yeah. we got to change it up, force the the other team to other teams to react to that. So, get a plan B mm-hmm. or a plan C, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um Gideon, so in my head there's a very specific moment where the Caps attacking sequence kind of falls flat. So it's when, you know, the fullback and the winger have knocked the ball around a little bit. There's no openings on that side because everyone's back into position. They pass it to the center of the field to the sitting, the holding midfielder, and then he passes it to the attacking midfielder, okay? That's the moment in my mind where the attack breaks down. Maybe that's where we need that plan B, right? Like something mm-hmm. different there, right? Gideon, what like what what is your plan B, like even if, if it can be called a plan B because it's a home game, we need to have more options, right? What, what do you think? Well, I might get stoned for saying this, but I wouldn't mind seeing Bledel and Kamara play up top together in this game. I'd be I'd be a big I, fan of that, actually. I know mm-hmm. I know Simon's a little bit taller in height, same with Jakovic, and same with Zimmerman as well, a very athletic centre-back, so I think Bledel and Kamara could definitely play up top. We haven't seen any of this year. I think Rob was hesitant to do it just because, you know, we don't have much options off the bench if that is to happen, but I would not mind seeing those two up top together to get some goals in the back of the net. 4-4-2 then? Four four two, yeah. And if if it doesn't work out at halftime, maybe pull Blondell or Kamara off and, and change the dimension of our attack. But I think that's not a bad idea. If there's one thing we know about, like Carl Carl Robbo as a Carl Robinson as a like a tactician, it's that he always has a covering midfielder. midfielder. Yeah, like yeah. he does not leave his back four exposed. Do you think? Okay, a diamond. That that would be really attacking for for like Robbo's style. Mm-hmm. He would still have his wingers, but mm-hmm. I don't know if he'd have his numbers in the midfield that he would want. Yeah, yeah. Your holding midfielder would probably get overwhelmed in that case. Yeah, especially against LAFC. Exactly. Yeah, attack. yeah. Against that attacking midfield, I don't know if that's. But it's it's could be a plan plan B, right? If you could get Blondell to tuck in or something, and then yeah, you know get some numbers in the midfield. I I, do, I this game as actually Nick just pointed that out to me like the attacking midfield for LA would be they could they can overrun any any team in in yeah. MLS if they if they have their way right um yeah but I'd like that plan b like I really hope there's something mm-hmm. something <laughs> something new something that yeah. can throw a curveball to the other team yeah. that perhaps they haven't seen before yeah Gideon you said that this was the Caps hardest home game to date right Yes. In in terms of difficulty level of all the games that the Caps have played this season, where does this rank? Like home and away. I think it's probably I'm gonna say third. Atlanta no, sorry, Houston one, Atlanta both those games away at two, and then this is probably the third 
toughest game we've had to play. Again, given that LA or LA Galaxy were missing pretty much half their team, and that Montreal was missing a couple of key bodies in Columbus, I think we're just going to leave out because you know it's it was a, a game that we knew we were going to win. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know we were going to win. Yeah. I didn't get that text. Um, Nick, what do you think? I don't think it's going to be as difficult. I think it's the Whitecaps are going to you know, it's we have trouble at home. I think there will be a little bit of trouble, but I think they can pull through with this game because of LAFC's problems defensively. Okay. I, I think I'm, I'm kind of on the same page as, as uh, Gideon, I think. Uh, Houston away looked like a really scary game to me, but Atlanta has been, I think, was the hardest game. Also, that home game at the start kind of scared me as well. Montreal. I'd put this game fourth. I just okay. only because LA have capitulated so badly in these last two weeks. Mm. Otherwise, I would have been I would have had this game up there. I would be at the game, but I have a final exam scheduled at the exact same time. But <laughs> otherwise, I could enjoy it in person. But I'll have to record it and watch it after. So moving on, we've we last week we talked a little bit about set pieces mm. and mm. how the Caps. Uh, Nick pointed out that the Caps haven't been getting set pieces in the right spots for us to really have a. Uh, you know, a real threat from set pieces, but can we agree that it's it's becoming a problem now? Yeah, like I mean, it depends. Like last year, what was I don't I don't have the stats in front of me, but what was the percentage of our? I feel like our goals came. How much came from set pieces? Like, well, away from home, I can quite a few. I think. Mm. Yeah, Gideon, what do you think? Set pieces is it like a big hole in the Caps game plan right now? No, because. If we weren't scoring goals at all, then yeah, I'd say it's a big hole. But if we're getting goals, some chances from the wing, and we're getting a lot of goals from crosses, I think it's not much to be worried about. If we're not scoring any goals, it's a nil-nil draw, then yeah, that's a big hole. But if you're getting goals from other sources than just set pieces, I think you have nothing to be worried about right now. Gareth Wolf actually got in touch. He, his question is, what's, go- what's going wrong with our dead balls? Like, are we just missing Bolaños? Too many new players not knowing their positions? Or have other teams figured out how to defend against us? It's a combination of those oh, things. Yeah, I think. a little bit. Yeah, like teams are wary to the fact that the Caps are are dead ball, not specialists or anything. Um, particularly though, I feel direct free kicks. Like I don't really know who the person to take the free kick would be. Felipe, I don't know. Is he a free kick taker? Yeah, he is. Felipe okay, would be a best option. that would be or even well, Tichera. I mean, yeah, especially yeah. if you're within range of goal. I mean, he's done it before. But then you have the whole left foot, right foot yeah. thing, and then yeah. I say just let Breck Shea. <laughs> have a shot at everything. His goals per minute is probably, as Nick, Nick said earlier, probably the best in Caps history. <laughs> Eric Hurtado, too, probably. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on. Reyna. Let's, mm-hmm. let's delve into this. Off-field stuff, sure. We saw him play on the right a little bit. Mm-hmm. Didn't really work for him. In the midfield, he just kind of disappeared. Appeared. Yeah. How do we, what can we do? What can we do to get the best out of him? I feel like Felipe is the more complete player right now. Tracking back-wise? Yeah, like in terms of... Reyna's more explosive. True, but Felipe can pick a pass. A key pass. A key pass, uh, (laughs) as it were. Um, (laughs) And I feel like basically the midfield has become jammed with so many options. And I think, you know, Felipe has carved out a niche. You know, Tybert... I feel like he should actually be playing because he's carved out a niche. That's a that's another thing we should talk about. And Reyna really hasn't carved out anything. Yeah, not you this know, season. Anyway. Not this season, anyway. You know. Yeah. 
Uh, Gideon, um, Reyna, and let's bundle the Tybert talk into that. Like, how how should Tybert start first of all? This weekend? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah not I'm, not this game. I I don't think he will. Nick, pull out your stat. Yeah. So this was tweeted. What was it? Matt Doyle, the king of MLS. Uh, <laughs> The judge, jury, and executioner of MLS. (laughs) Uh, What was it? He said, "There's when Tiber plays, there's three wins, zero losses, zero ties, plus three goal differential. When he doesn't play, there's zero wins, two losses, one tie, minus four goal differential. Gideon, that's pretty damning. Any response? (laughs) (laughs) There's there's, the the usual, oh, what player fits this style for that kind of game. I think Tiber, you know... Even though I just said he shouldn't start, he deserves a start. I don't see a reason for him not to. But I think if Gazal's fit, uh, you, have, you just have to put him in there. You, there's no reason not to have him out. Has Gazal featured since he got back? Mm. Yeah, he's played a couple of sub appearances. Yeah, oh, okay. sub appearances though. though. Yeah, because, yeah, well, after a long-term injury, you mm. give him a few sub appearances, and then they yeah. they can start. I I want Tybert to start this game. Like, I feel like yeah, like I feel he's deserved it. Yeah, and you can play left back if something happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's fine. <laughs> okay, well. Um, any last uh, discussion topics you guys want to throw in for the Caps before we move on to the last part of the show? Should be a good nope. game, right? Like nope. attack versus defense. Yeah. Well, I feel I feel yeah. like it's yeah, it's the immovable object versus the unstoppable force. But the unstoppable force does have a lot of holes in it. So the, re- the really movable object versus the really not unstoppable <laughs> force. <laughs> okay, well that that's our uh, the end of the preview of our from the White Caps side of things. Uh, now we move on to the last part of the show. It's our prediction game. Um, last week, pretty good showing. Gideon, you said that Davies would have three shots. He had zero shots. You said Aha would have four headed clearances. He only had two clearances, not even with his head, so that he could not have had four headed clearances. You can appeal that if you want. But yeah, I don't think it's going to fly. Waston yellow card... Waston yellow card, yes. Guaranteed. 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 <laughs> um, so you got one out of three. Nick, uh, 15 caps, ca- white caps interceptions. They had 16, so I'm giving that because that's a really good prediction. Davies assist didn't happen, and Romando made three saves, not four saves. But, so, uh, yeah, one out of three for Nick. And for myself, I said that Davies would score a goal. No. Uh, Breck Shea did, though. Uh, Glad would, Justin Glad would get a yellow card. That did happen. Um, Shea pass accuracy of 55%. He had 50% pass accuracy. Mm. And we have the plus or minus 2.5. So that didn't really end up happening. So, yeah, one point each. So I think I'm on six points and you guys are on four, I believe. I'll have to verify that. I didn't check it it this week. But let's get your predictions for this week, Gideon. Uh, First one, Carlos Velo will have two key passes. Gordon with the next (laughs) (laughs) So Vela will have two key passes. Okay. Yeah. Marinovich will have four saves. Okay. And I think the Whitecaps will hold between 55 to 60% possession. 55 to 60% possession. Okay. Yes. Nick? Okay. So I have Tichera with one assist. Okay. Oh, okay. I think the Whitecaps will score two goals this game. Okay. And LAFC will have... You'll like this stat, Joe. Aerial dual success of 40%. <laughs> 40%. 40%. Okay. That, that's actually one I could see happening. Okay, I'm going to go for Kai, Kai Kamara assist. Uh, Carlos Vela yellow card. And a brand new uh, introduction to the prediction game. One VAR incident. Ooh. Ooh. 
So that means he goes to the screen, or he gets like instruction from the guy. Team Yellow. Yeah. Representing Team Yellow. <laughs> team Ref. I actually, I just realized we didn't go through our we didn't go through our lineup. Let's go quickly through that. In goal, Marinovic. Yeah. Yes. Left back, Gideon. Yeah. Young. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, center back, Aha and Waston is what I have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nerwinski. Yeah. Right. Right back. Yeah. Um, Gideon, you going for the four two two or four two three one? Four two three one. Okay, I have um, Tybert and um, Juarez in the sitting in the holding midfield. Mm-hmm. Same. Gideon. I want, I want to see Gazal if he's fit, but if not, Tybert and Juarez. Okay. Uh, attacking midfielder in the center is Felipe. Yep. I would agree with yeah. that. Uh, left wing Breck Shea. I'd like to see Tichera in this game. Okay. I have Tichera on the right wing. Uh, Gideon, left wing. Davies. Davies, right wing? Davies. Sure. <laughs> Davies and Davies. Um, up front, Kai Kamara. Yeah. Yes. Okay, very good. Well, um, thanks very much for listening to the uh, AFTN preview podcast for LAFC at home uh, this Friday. Uh, let's let everyone know where we can be found. Gideon, you have a new Twitter handle, I believe. I do. It's at underscore Gideon Hill. I'm no longer 18, so that throws a Gideon Hill 18 out the window. So I'm going to score a Gideon Hill. Okay, Nick? Uh, at Space Age Robot 56. Welcome to the Space Age, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am at Joe DC Van. Thanks very much for listening. Please get in touch if you have any suggestions, any comments, any questions. We'll be happy to answer. Enjoy the game. It's going to be a good one, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like hopefully a 5-5 scoreline. Yeah, yeah, shoot out. <laughs> <laughs> Red cards for Marinovic and whoever LA's goalie. <laughs> that would be great. Well, thanks very much for listening and enjoy the game. One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine.